Do you really need to use social media as part of your marketing? Is social media essential? This week, it's just me and the mic. Welcome to episode 170 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance. I'm Roger Edwards, a marketing guy and keynote speaker from Edinburgh, helping you keep your marketing strategy simple and the BS at bay. Hey folks, and welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thanks, as always, for downloading or streaming the show. I really do appreciate you taking the time to plugging me and my guests into your earphones. This week, however, it's just me and the mic. I want to talk to you about where social media fits within your marketing strategy. Is it essential to be on Twitter or LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook as part of your marketing communications activities to your customers? And the reason I want to have a look at this topic is a couple of things happened over the last few weeks which really made me focus on this issue of social media and marketing. The first thing was Weatherspoons, the well-known pub chain, well-known for their cheap beer and cheap food, have pulled out of social media altogether. They've closed down Twitter, they've closed down Instagram, they've closed down Facebook. And of course, quite a lot of social media experts are saying this is a really bad move and it will really hurt their business. The second thing that happened was another conversation with a potential marketing consultancy client who is avoiding using social media in their marketing for compliance reasons. So yes, they're a financial services company and... They are a little bit worried about using social media because of the compliance issues. They don't want to break the compliance rules. So I thought I would have a look at that dual question. Do we need to include social media within our marketing strategy? And if we work in a regulated industry, how do we avoid the compliance pitfalls? So let's have a look at each of those separately. So first of all, Weatherspoons pulling out of social media entirely. Now, of course, they've got a lot of publicity for doing this. Their CEO, Tim Martin, made a big deal of the fact that they were pulling up to 900 Twitter accounts. Yes, each of their pubs, each of their outlets across the UK had its own individual Twitter account. Of course, in addition to that, they've got their own central Twitter, Facebook, Instagram accounts. But the fact is, they're closing everything down. All of it's gone. And what Tim Martin is saying is, we're closing social media. From now on, all the news that we issue about Weatherspoons will be via the website. So if you want to find out what's happening at your local Weatherspoons pub, you've got to go to the website and read it there. He was saying that his people are spending far too much time on social media for very little. In fact, I think the subtext of his conversation was that everybody, all of us, are spending far too much time on social media for very little return on investment. Now, that's debatable, but we can come back to that in a little while. The media and the press say something different. They're saying that this is a GDPR issue, that Witherspoons are a little bit worried about the new rules coming in on the 25th of May about data protection, and that they're effectively getting out of social media to avoid any complications there. And others are saying that Tim Martin is a little bit too close to Brexit from a political point of view and that there are some skeletons in his cupboard that he wants to keep there 
and this is an opportune moment to pull out of social media to avoid any potential bad publicity. And then we have social media experts, social media experts worldwide saying this is a massive mistake. Witherspoons can't possibly pull out of social media. Social media is absolutely woven into society now, these experts are saying. Social media is an essential part of a marketing strategy. You can't market a business without being on social media. So there's been a huge uproar in the marketing world about this. And of course, lots of articles have been written. (laughs) Lots of podcasts like this have been recorded and lots of videos and debates are out there talking about this issue. Have Weatherspoons made a mistake? Will Weatherspoons damage their business by deciding to pull out of social media? And those social media experts are looking at what Tim Martin said, and Tim Martin said they're pulling out because they're spending too much time on social media for too little reward. Those experts are actually saying, well, you're not really doing social media correctly. If you do do it correctly, you will get a return on investment. It will help grow your business. So it's not a question of pulling out. It's a question of changing your approach. So this has given me a lot of food for thought, because I have to say, when I first saw the reports of whether Spoons pulling out of social media, my immediate reaction was, well, that's nuts. Again, in the modern world, everybody uses social media, don't they? Everybody's on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Pinterest. If you're running a business, if you're marketing a business, you can't possibly avoid social media, can you? But then I started to think about it like a marketer. And maybe, just maybe, This was the right decision for Weatherspoons based upon what Tim Martin knows about his customers. And he's well known for getting out there, getting his sleeves rolled up, getting into the pubs, talking to his customers, finding out what they want, finding out what they like, finding out what they don't like, and amending his strategy accordingly. When people come to me and ask for help with their social media, sometimes the question starts along these lines. They'll say, we need to be on Twitter. We need to be including LinkedIn in our marketing. We need to be doing Instagram. And my answer to that statement is often, well, hold on a second. What's your marketing strategy? Let's talk about your marketing strategy before we dive into the tactics. And let's face it, Twitter, social media, advertising, promotion, they're all tactics. And you really shouldn't dive into the tactics before you've got your strategy sorted out. Unfortunately, some companies, some businesses don't actually have proper marketing strategies, written marketing strategies, and they therefore do just dive straight into the tactics. And social media is a tactic. So they'll think, we need to be on Twitter They dive in, they open a Twitter account, they start trying to engage with people. We need to be on Facebook, we need to be on LinkedIn, we need to be on Instagram. And I just wonder whether this is part of Tim Martin realising that tactically social media doesn't fit within their overall marketing strategy. One of the biggest problems with marketing these days is that we think of it purely in terms of communication. And, and I can understand that because I get swept up in this desire to play with all these toys as well. I like playing with Twitter. I like playing with Instagram, etc. And I understand that it's good to want to get out there and 
communicate and promote your business. And, and a lot of people see social media as a promotional channel. Now, that's a whole other podcast in itself. The fact that social media is what it is. It's a social interaction. I never subscribe to the view that it should be seen as a purely promotional channel, but some people do. And possibly that's one of the problems. Before you can dive into the tactics of communication, you have to have a strategy. And the strategy involves answering three fundamental questions. One, who is your customer? The second thing is, what is their problem or what is the need that they have? And thirdly, what is your solution to their problem or their need? And why is your solution better than anybody else's? If you can answer those three questions, then you've got the beginnings of a marketing strategy. Who is your customer? Absolutely essential to know exactly who you're targeting. Secondly, understanding what their problems are and coming up with a product or a service solution that meets that need, that solves that problem. Only when you've got that strategy in place, only when you've answered those three questions, can you really start working on your communications tactics. And of course, all the other tactics that involve the product and the price and where you're going to sell it, your sales, etc. If you know your customer intimately, then you'll know if a particular communication tactic will work with that particular customer. And if you know your customer intimately, you'll be able to look at them and say, is Twitter right for this particular customer? Is Facebook right for this particular customer? Is LinkedIn right for this particular customer? If the answer's yes, then it's a legitimate marketing tactic. Do it. If not, then leave it out of your marketing tactics, even if the overwhelming groundswell of opinion is that you have to be on Twitter, you have to be on social media, you have to be on LinkedIn. It's as important to decide what to leave out of your strategy as it is to decide what to include within your strategy. So I think, and this is my personal view, I've got no statistics or data to back it up. I think that maybe Tim Martin knows his customers. He knows that they are driven by the cheap beer and the cheap food that they can buy at Weatherspoons, And they also want a place to socialize. But for these particular customers, in that particular environment, social media isn't the way they want to be communicated with. So Tim Martin may actually be making a very strategic decision to avoid social media as a marketing tactic because he's decided it's not the way his customers want to be communicated with. <laughs> Perhaps they like the fact that he turns up at the pubs and has a conversation with them in real life, face to face, rather than sitting hiding behind a computer screen or a mobile phone screen. So if you're thinking about using social media in your marketing, don't dive straight in and don't do it just because everybody else is doing it. Use your understanding of your customers to decide whether you need to use social media. And if you do decide to use social media, use your knowledge of your customers to decide which social media platforms to use. Because you don't want to use all of them. Your customers will probably congregate in one particular area. And you've got to think about it within the environment of your business, just like Tim Martin has thought about this within the environment of his pubs you'll probably end up coming down to one or two social media platforms. If you're a business-to-business -business company, it could well be LinkedIn. If you're a business selling food, you may decide that it's Instagram. 
but your decision to use social media and the decision as to which social media platforms to use should come from your intimate knowledge of your customers rather than just leaping in and seeing whether it will work. The second thing that I was thinking about this week was the whole issue of compliance surrounding social media. Now, this is the Marketing and Finance Podcast. A lot of people listening to this show work within the financial services industry. And of course, the financial services industry is heavily regulated. And I think a lot of people are worried about using social media in financial services because they're frightened of breaking the compliance rules when they send out a tweet or when they post something on LinkedIn. And I'm thinking back to, this is probably a couple of years ago, and I'm still having the same conversation today as I was having a couple of years ago. I was doing some work with a financial services company in Scotland, and they wanted me to help them put together a social media strategy. So I went up and I met the marketing director. We sat down, we talked about what they were looking for. And one of the first things he said to me was, whatever strategy we come up with, I'll be signing off each individual tweet, LinkedIn post, Facebook post, whatever it is. Now, I just sat back and said, well, that's fine. You're the marketing director. You need to make these decisions. But let's just have a think about what you're saying. Think of Twitter as having a conversation. So imagine you've run a seminar in Basingstoke for financial advisors. And imagine that one of those attendees, one of those financial advisor attendees, tweets you and says, that was a great seminar you ran today. Really enjoyed it picked up some great tips, thanks very much. Would you have to approve a tweet reply to that IFA that said, thanks for coming along, glad you enjoyed it, and we'll be doing another one in six months' time? So I said to the marketing director, do you really want to have to sign off everything, even a tweet like that? And of course, he was sitting there thinking, well, maybe I don't need to. And then I said to him, well, imagine that you were in the pub after the seminar and a financial advisor came up to you and said, thank you for the seminar, really enjoyed it, some great tips. You wouldn't just say to him, I need to go back and get my reply complied by the marketing director before I can say to you, thanks, and we'll be running another one in six months time. You just wouldn't do that. You'd just reply straight away. Twitter on the whole, is a conversation. And that's when the penny dropped for me. That's when the penny dropped. I realised that quite a lot of people, especially in financial services, but in many other industries, see social media purely as a promotional channel. When they, when you hear people say social media marketing, what they really mean is social media promotion, social media communication. If you have that mindset and within a regulated industry, promotion equals compliance, then you're immediately going to have a problem. If you perceive every tweet, every LinkedIn post, every Facebook post as a promotion, then of course it has to be signed off by the marketing director and by the compliance manager and, and Uncle Tom Cobbley and everybody else. But if you see social media for what it actually is, a conversation between potentially two individuals, albeit broadcast to the world, then it becomes less of a problem because you shouldn't really be using it as an overt promotional channel. Would you go into a pub, identify an individual, walk up to that individual and start trying to sell them double glazing or, or trying to sell them your product? Well, you could try, but they'd probably just walk away or turn away from you. 
You might, though, go up to somebody in a pub and engage them in a two-way conversation. And that's what social media is more about. It's more about having a two-way communication. And that was that penny drop moment for me talking to that Scottish company. As soon as you move away from that thought process that social media is a promotional channel and you start thinking of it as an engagement channel, then the compliance issues actually melt away. So here's my mantra on this whole thing. Don't push product, just point to great content. Pushing product is a promotion and you might get tangled up in compliance. Having a conversation isn't a promotion and therefore shouldn't be a compliance problem at all. So to summarize, should you be using social media in your marketing? Very possibly, but get your strategy in place first. Understand who your customer is, define their issues and their problems and their needs, come up with your solution to their problems and their needs, know why your solution is superior to your competitors, and then decide on how to communicate. And if social media is an appropriate channel to communicate with those customers you've identified, then include it within your marketing tactics. If not, then maybe, like Tim Martin, make the brave decision not to go there. Secondly, if you're in a regulated industry and you want to avoid getting into compliance issues, don't push product, simply point to great content or simply have a conversation with your customer. Having said all of that, one last thing. Whether I agree overall with Weatherspoon's decision to pull out of social media, and of course, I'm just speculating that their decision was based upon a strategic analysis along the lines that I've just explained. Whether I agree with that or not, one thing I do think is unavoidable in the digital landscape we live in today. You can't avoid the fact that people will talk about you on social media. And therefore, you have to be listening to what people are saying about you on social media. So even if you don't want to use social media as a customer engagement tool or, dare I say, a promotional tool, you still should be monitoring social media for what people are saying about you and getting feedback about your industry, getting feedback about your products and finding out ways that you can improve your offering to your customers. So that's it for this week. I hope you found that useful. I hope it gave you some food for thought. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash M-A-F. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes and leave a review. I'll catch you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business.